1: A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because
0: it's Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm excited. You excited for this one, brother? I am. We have a two-parter, baby, for Wrestling Talk. And tonight, part one, all things AEW. Yes, baby. I, I, I like this idea, and I think we should do it more often. We might be able to do that, and or AEW will just take over Wrestling Talk for the majority because... Because they got more going on. They got a lot of popping. Speaking of popping, Chicago, you blew the roof off the freaking United Center. Damn, that was insane. As for months of speculation, years in the making, the Great One finally made his return to the wrestling ring. Not the great one that you pro that most people are probably thinking of but yeah. I know. The
0: best in the
1: world. Yeah. CM Punk. That's right. The hometown savior has returned to AEW. Well not returned. He made his debut, but he returned to Chicago to do it. Yeah, he made his return to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Professional wrestling. So. As he said. Yes. That was a major pop. It finally happened. It has been Way too long, honestly, because CM Punk. I may not care for CM Punk's uh, character um, in wrestling, but I can't deny that he's a very good talent. He does very well. He gets he gets over uh, a lot of the fans, a lot of other wrestlers. He brings the some of the best and a lot of everybody in in the industry, and I really appreciate what he's done for the um, wrestling. And uh, for him not being there for what was it almost ten whole years? Yeah, without CM Punk was really weird, and uh, glad he's back.
0: Definitely, man. And the fact that he's coming back and he's he's uh, wanting to put over younger talent and uh, you know coming back on his own terms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he made one shot at the WWE and. Uh, Kind of left it alone from there and pretended like
1: they weren't even a part of his career. So Right. Which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. To say that when he left Ring of Honor in 2005, he had left professional wrestling and then returned to professional wrestling 16 years later. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a shot at WWE, but as we've seen with WWE and what we'll talk about tomorrow is sometimes... They are a little bit unprofessional. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we're going to move on to what happened the rest of the night in Rampage. The fans were going crazy and all excited all night long. And they had a world tag team title Eliminator Tournament semifinal. The number one ranked Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt, took on private party Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, accompanied by Matt Hardy. AEW World Tag Team Champions the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, scouted this match from the stage. They sat on chairs that were set up by uh, Brandon Cutler. Isaiah Cassidy and Jungle Boy had a standoff. Mark Quinn tagged in, in, but Jungle Boy dropped him with an arm drag. He connected with a pinpoint accurate drop kick to Cassidy. Mark Quinn grabbed Jungle Boy by the hair and pulled him down to the mat. Uh, Jungle Boy then would get hot... Or get the hot tag to the big ma- uh, mass dinosaur. Luchasaurus double clothesline private party to the outside. Oh, in- clothesline them inside out. Sorry. He did end up knocking them both out of the ring at some point, if I remember correctly. Luchasaurus propped Cassidy onto the top turnbuckle and turned, uh, tagged in Jungle Boy. But the momentum shifted again when Cassidy hit a massive Canadian destroyer on Jungle Boy from off of Luchasaurus back for an earfall. Mark Quinn launched himself into orbit with a shooting star press to the outside onto Luchasaurus. Private Party was looking for Silly String Finisher, but Jurassic Express countered. Matt Hardy jumped on the apron and Marco followed him up there. Hardy shoved Marco off the apron. Jungle Boy went after Matt Hardy. Private Party would then grab a handful of Jungle Boy's tights and try to roll him up for a pin. Jurassic Express rallied back um, for the pin on Private Party for a tremendous comeback victory. Cooper, your thoughts?
0: This was a good match, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's always good AEW fashion with a good tag team match. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, to me, was a really good match. And, uh, you know, Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus, or is it Luchasaurus? Yeah, it's Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. They, they almost didn't pull it off, but they, they came away with a win on this one. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a good match.
1: Yeah, the uh, numbers game almost got, got to a Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, The Jurassic Express, but luckily, um, even though they were outnumbered three to two and a half, they still managed to pull it out. <laughs> three to two and a half. <laughs> Love it,
0: Marco, Stein, baby. That's what's up.
1: Sorry, Marco, but you came small compared to the other guys. So I like that. That's good, dude. <laughs> right, but that half was enough to make sure they got the victory.
0: Hey, man, Marco stunned. He's he's talented too. He does man.
1: got some talent. I actually wish he would wrestle more often it'd be more it'd be more exciting to watch him wrestle than kind of just saying there as a valet for the uh, for the other two but who knows maybe he's gone through some injuries or
0: <clears throat> could something
1: going on so yes sir all right next up we had uh, Jade Cargill with uh S- smart Mark Sterling and taking on Kira Hogan they locked up with Jade outpowering uh, Kira Kira would follow her with a roundhouse kick, and Jade answered with a thrust kick of her own. Jade finished off Kira with a jaded finisher, and she quickly uh, and defiantly beat Kira Hogan.
0: Yeah, man, this was in quick fashion, mm-hmm. and I think you and I both were kind of looking at each other like, "Woo!" Yes, yeah. uh, Kira Hogan, ain't you know she's. We've seen her wrestle in
1: person, and she is. Uh, she's a badass. Yeah, she took uh, Tessa Blanchard uh, pretty well when we saw her face off against them at the uh, her, I mean, at River City Wrestling Con. But uh, Jay Cargill, Cargill is a uh, yeah, a she, monstrous lady yeah, to say the is. least. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, she's just really well built, and so she's really dominant and everything. So it's hard to see her losing to very many. Um, outside or inside the square circle. But oh, this
0: is so cool. How many wrestlers have we seen
1: have now been in AEW? I find it ironic, though, all of them that we've seen wrestle have ended up in AEW. Yes. And nowhere else except Tessa. There you go. She's the only one that went to Impact. hmm That's kind of weird. Anyways. <laughs> Just saying. Other company. Main event time, are you ready? Let's get it, brother. We had John Moxley with Mad King, Eddie Kingston taking on Red Death, Daniel Garcia with 2.0. That would be Jeff Parker and Matt Lee, for those who didn't know. Moxley would shove Garcia into the corner and stomp a mud hole into him. Mox then would hurl Garcia overhead overhead with a suplex. That was a gnarly suplex. That was a gnarly suplex. Uh, Garcia almost landed on the back of a skull more than his shoulders like he was, yeah. <laughs> he was close to. It was it was I uh, I don't
0: know what Mox has been putting in his lunchbox lately, but whew,
1: that dude's getting big. Right. Mox would follow that up with swift swift kicks to Garcia's chest. Garcia though would catch um or yeah, caught Motley's leg and began to attack it, picking right up where when he left off on Wednesday night dynamite. Moxley appeared to on Applied an armbar, but Garcia shifted with a hammer punches to Mox. Uh, Garcia was planted on the back of his head with two German suplexes from Moxley. Again, gnarly suplexes that Garcia almost didn't land properly on. <laughs> his uh, shoulders like he should have. Garcia came back, though, with a leg lock to Moxley. Quickly, Mox would grab the bottom of the rope, and the ref had to break the hold. They traded forearms. Moxley rammed Garcia repeatedly with headbutts. Moxley then took or looked for the paradigm shift. But Garcia countered with leg scissors and then transitioned into a leg lock on Mox again. Moxley rolled back and locked on a bulldog chokehold, forcing Garcia to tap out. Garcia in 2.0 would attack Moxley and Kingston after the match. Sting and Darby Allin came out to even up the odds. Mox uh, spiked Garcia with a paradigm shift. Sting hit a double stinger splash to 2.0. Darby Allin put the final nail in the coffin with his coffin drop on a 2.0. I feel like we should always finish
0: these these matches, then talk about the match, and then talk about what happened after. Because it seems like every other match with the AEW, there's always somebody coming out to screw us
1: yeah, all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it tends to be the case. Also, um, we do need to point out, we kind of forgot to mention this, is uh, Sam Punk plans on taking on Darby Allin in his first matchup.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it's really cool to see the fact that... Uh, he wants to take on the younger talent, and uh, mm-hmm. he said that uh, if he was a sixteen-year-old kid, Darby Allen would be like his favorite superstar. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's a big shout out to him too, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's, it's gonna be a good match because you know they both are crazy as hell, dude. Oh yeah, what I
1: like it. Um, what I've always liked about Darby Allen is just the his uh, carefree nature of his own well-being. Yeah, he puts out. Every time in a and, match. And what I love about AEW mm-hmm.
0: is they've got that old school ECW feel to it. Where, a little bit, yeah. Where, you know, they go all out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, And it's in their first match.
1: CM Punk's first match, all out. Yeah. Come on, man. I find it also kind of interesting. They, You're right about the ECW. It's kind of like a WCW-ECW blend. I love it. It's, it's really nice. It's really good because they got that kind of edginess that WCW had, but then they take it to the ECW level sometimes. Yes, which I really enjoy. And I'm
0: gonna be, I'm gonna enjoy watching CM Punk go to that level because we all know in WWE you can't go to that level. Every now and then
1: they do, but mm-hmm. half the time no. Yeah, well, I mean, we remember too. Uh, at one point, CM Punk was the ECW champion when they did did it as a third yes, brand. But their, their ECW was was tamer.
0: I understand. Was a G version to. Uh,
1: they still did their occasional cra- little bit of craziness, but nah, no, nothing like nothing like the original. I, I said kind of craziness. I didn't say exact replica. <laughs> Of craziness. <laughs> on occasion.
0: You know what I'm saying. Though. The old school
1: wrestling fan of me wants to see this match. Because they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Cooper wants every match to be just a hardcore match. Instead says screw everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Throw out the rules. Who cares? That's right. All right, man. So let's go ahead and switch gears and head on out to Dynamite. Okay. Oh, yes. We had uh, the freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta. Taking on big money, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy finally in a match for the first time in a That's while. It was a good match, dude. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, under- I always um, enjoy a good Matt Hardy match. So this kind of ends my little thought of him not really wrestling because he was waiting for his brother. <laughs> well. But, you know, I kind of thought that was the whole point. But, anyways. Let's see here. Hardy put his hands in his pocket and pulled out wads of cash. Cassidy drop kicked him, sending him or sending the cash flying. Cassidy attempted a toposuda, but Hardy caught him on the outside of the ring and planted him with a side effect on the side floor or arena floor. Sorry. Orange Cassidy would rally back, though, changing the momentum, ramming Hardy's head into the turnbuckles. Cassidy tried for the beach break, but Hardy countered with a splash mountain for a near fall. Orange took another chance and finally hit the Topa Soda, or Topa Soda Suicide, I'm sorry. Topa, Topa Suicida, whatever it is. <sighs> Call it what it really is. we we'll calling it these weird things. And then <laughs> a swinging <laughs> DDT for a two count. And tell, I'll tell you what, I love a good swinging DDT. i would probably be my finisher if I wrestled, was a DDT. Something like that, swinging Oh yeah, one. dude. One of them. Though I also wouldn't be uh, against a stunner, too. Anyways, none of none of my fantasies. Hardy's nose would be busted wide open. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy climbed to the top and then splashed Hardy. It's supposed to be tur- top turnbuckle, I'm assuming, and then splashed Hardy with a beautiful senton. Cassidy was about to go for the twist of fate, but Hardy uh, bull rushed him into the turnbuckles. Cassidy came back with a twist of fate for a near fall. Hardy ducked the orange punch and almost locked in a leech finisher. But Orange Cassidy sat down onto Hardy and pinned him. Wow. That's a way to finish it there. Yeah, man. Uh, this match was
0: interesting. Uh, and then watching, watching Matt Hardy get his face busted open. Poof. And he kept up with the match, dude, which I was like, well right on. Because, you know, usually somebody, I mean... We've seen in WWE when somebody Mm -hmm. gets too much blood, they either pass out or they
1: stop the match. It was nice to see the match continue. Yeah. So uh, next up, we had Jericho come out talking about his future in wrestling, and he would challenge MJF to a match at All Out and what possibly could be his swan song as he's putting his career on the line. Oh, this is, this is a bad one, dude, because he's not beat
0: MJF. He's not beat him yet, so uh, this is like do or die, dude. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is going to be um, interesting to say. The latest is the Demo God, as he's being referred to now. Um, I've always not always liked Jericho, because sometimes I didn't like how he carried his persona in some of his aspects. I like the older or, I guess, younger Jericho when he knew he was a badass and backed it up all the time instead of always talking about him being a badass as he's always been lately and his later in his career. Um, that So that transition to being the talker more than the shower kind of always irritated me with his what, character. But
0: what what I will say about what he's doing I like how he's putting people over.
1: Yeah, true. Because yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. you know, you could go in there and just beat somebody's ass, and because mm-hmm. we all know that wrestling. Yeah, we all know that wrestling is wrestling. Okay, And we know what happens. Yeah, half of it, half the time, it's predetermined, and I think it's awesome that he's putting people over, and he's, he's, you know, he's not, he's not going in there trying to be the. The champion
1: or you know or do this or do that so yeah because I mean I did hear that he actually really wasn't on board at the beginning of being the first AEW champion because he'd rather he said he'd rather have someone else do it but he understood what AEW wanted to do and give it the prestige it needed a name to help carry it for the first for the first few months in the company so I so that's respectable I guess I just never really got over the fact that when I went to know Mercy, he beat Shawn Michaels in the latter match because Lance Cade came out and stopped the Shawn Michaels from getting the title. So yeah, I wanted to see Shawn win the World Heavyweight Title, and he didn't do it because Lance Cade. May he rest in peace.
0: May he rest in peace. Yes. Uh. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I I love the the way he's doing things. Um, MJF. Mm-hmm is kind of like a younger, cockier version of, of Chris Jericho. So I, I like this, this you know, teacher passing down to the student type thing. Right.
1: Like I said, MJF's got really good talent. He's really good on the mic. He's a, Like I said, he's a very much better version of The Miz for AEW. Yes. Because uh, he's actually really talented. Miz shows like he's got some talent sometimes. But MJF, full board, See, full game is talent. I think the the big difference between
0: MJF and the Miz is the Miz tries to be goofy every now and then. Tries that. to be goofy every now and then. Mm-hmm. I say tries because dude's not really that good at it. But MJF
1: is really that damn good. <laughs> Salt of the earth. So there you go. Alright, next up we had a World Tag Team Title Eliminators my final match. Winner of this match would take on the Jurassic Express for the right to take on the Young Bucks. I believe at all out, right? That's when the uh, yeah. Yeah, that's when the matches at all all out. So, Jurassic Express though was watching from ringside. And the Young Bucks, along with the Good Brothers and Brandon Cutler, brought out chairs and scouted the match from the stage. So imagine that. Everybody's watching everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got the Varsity Blondes taking on the Lucha Bros. So that's Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison taking on Penta El Zero, Medio, and Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix would chop at Griff, and Ray Phoenix then would duck a high boot from Garrison. Uh, Pillman and Penta... L0 on both would tag in. This was the same um, building that Pillman's father wrestled uh, Jushin Thunder uh, Liger in their legendary match. Uh, Pillman Jr. hit a massive thrust kick on Penta. Penta then would connect with a sling blade on Pillman Jr. Uh, uh, Penta followed that up with a massive overhand chop to Pillman. Ray Phoenix would blast Pillman with thrust kicks and then springboard drop kick. He followed up with a cutter to Brian Pillman Jr. Griff Garrison jumped in to break up the pin, though. Uh, then Pillman dropped kick Penta to the outside. He got carried away, though, and the inexperience cost him. The Lucha Brothers showed off their spectacular tandem offense on the Varsity Blondes. The Lucha Bros connected with stereo thrust kicks and then assisted pile driver to Brian Pillman Jr. for the victory. Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm.
0: That's sometimes how it goes, though, you know,
1: experience over over youth. So, yes, sir. So we'll be the Lucha Brothers taking on Jurassic Express this Friday. Or actually, tonight on Rampage. Sorry, this Friday. Not right. <laughs> I kept reading, not realizing today is Friday. So tonight on Rampage, Jurassic Park Lucha Bros for the right to take on the Young Bucks.
0: It's gonna be a good match.
1: Mm hmm. All right. Next up on the on um, Dynamite, we had Red Velvet taking on Jamie Hayter with AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. Red Velvet took down Hayter with, uh, with ground and pound. Hader would observe all the impact from uh, Red Velvet's dropkick. She would get up and stomp Red Velvet into the corner. Hader then snapped Red Velvet into the mat with a vicious suplex. Red Velvet fought back and flattened Jamie Hader with two consecutive running dives to the outside. Britt Baker grabbed Red Velvet and rammed her into the steel ring post. Hater would then rock red velvet with hard strikes. Velvet turned, uh, returned with an uppercut and a back elbow. She hit a face buster on Hater, following that up with uh, diving knees to Hater's back. Hater came back with a massive lariat, turning red velvet inside out and then pinning her. You know, it sounds
0: like a little bit of a numbers game and just kind of being, being off, your, off your game
1: that night. That's sometimes how it goes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Hater and Baker would then, and Rebel would begin to attack Red Velvet after the match. Chris Statlander, though, would run out to save Red Velvet.
0: Sounds about right. Right? Little
1: AEW fashion. <laughs> Let's see here. Next match. Of course, uh, CM Punk would also make his debut on Dynamite. Well, not really a match debut, but <laughs> would show up and do some talking.
0: Oh yes, yeah, he, he had a
1: uh, interview with Tony Schiavone. Yep, and uh, he dropped his nickname, the voice of the voiceless, because he says the voiceless now have their voice. Yep. So, there you go. And also, he did give a kind of a hint when the fans did the yes chant that he said something I believe on the lines of uh, give it time or something like that was <laughs> was what he said. Or in In due time or something? In due time or something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I heard that, and I went, ooh. Right. So, um, yeah, it was a good good interview. Um, Really, the crowd was so loud that even at first, he was like, Tony, I can't hear you, you know, because Tony's trying to ask him, how he feels about being back in professional wrestling, and mm-hmm. they were they were chanting CM Punk so much that it just
1: about blew the roof off. All right, it was it was insane. All right, next up we have a trios match: Mad King or Matt, yeah, Matt King, Eddie Kingston, Moxley, and Darby Allen. Wisting took on the Wingmen: C- uh, Cesar bon- Bonani. I don't know. Uh, Cesar, we'll call you Cesar. And J.D. Drake and Ryan Namath uh, with Pretty Peter a- Avalon. There you go. Uh, Darby chopped at Drake in the corner. Drake had enough and tagged in Ryan. Uh, Kingston would t- be tagged in and was quickly punished for by a chop from, from the... Ma- Why do they do that? He's the Mad King. How could he be punished by a chop from himself? Anyways... Oh my god, the writing sucks. Anyways Kingston chopped off uh at Cesar. Kingston then would tag in Moxley and they rushed Cesar with a double shoulder tackle. Mox Suplex um what was his name again? Cesar, yeah, Cesar. Uh in uh back and tagged in Kingston. Drake came in and hit Kingston with a uh, backbreaker. Moxley bit the ear of JD Drake. What in the <laughs> Full-on Tyson mode Moxley now. Jeez, man. This is nasty, dude. <laughs> Darby Allen jumped up with an avalanche code red on JD Drake. Uh Darby surprised um surprised Drake with an over the sh- over the top stunner and then hit the coffin drop for the pin. There you go.
0: Yeah, man. That's good a uh, a good win for for them and uh you know, it builds
1: momentum to to all out. So, there you go, brother. All right. Uh, let's see here, Danny Garcia would char- uh, charge that Darby Allen with a cheap shot after the match. Kingston and Steen jumped uh, into the ring, forcing Danny Garcia to head for higher ground.
0: Dude, they need security there more or something. Too. I guess after Jeez. every match, there's always some sort of tor- turmoil. All right.
1: Ooh. A little match from the Gun Club versus the Factory. So we have Austin, Billy, and Colton Gunn taking on Aaron Solo, Nick uh, Komorodo, and QT Marshall. The Gun Club. Maybe all three members of the Gun Club. I wish we were part of the Gun Club. Technically, I used to be. Technically. Just saying. There all right. You Nick cleaned... I'll tell you guys that later. Nick cleaned house on the gun club. He charged at Austin, but Austin dodged it and tagged in his older brother, Colton. I thought Colton was younger. Hmm. Did I miss something? I missed something somewhere. Alright, my bad. Anyways, Colton connected with splashes on QT and Solo. Uh, Comorado blasted Colton with a clothesline. QT had the Colt 45 scouted. QT used a flatliner on Colton. QT started a jaw jocking with uh, Paul White, and it cost him the match when QT got rolled up for a pin. Can't take your eyes off the match and worry about someone you're not even facing yet until all out, man. You just can't do that. Right? I mean, and and like I always say, AEW fashion, you gotta keep your eyes on a swivel Mm because you never know. And my bad for not realizing Colton was the older brother of Austin. For some reason, I thought Colton was just coming in to wrestling. That's my bad. So, So, yeah. My bad. Yeah. And... Former member of the Gun Club because my family, my mom's main name used to be Gun. So, <laughs> All right. so I could kind of claim former membership of the Gun Club. You it's spelled the same, too. G-U-N-N. So let's see here. Main event time. Are you ready? Let's get it, brother. Malachi Black taking on Brock Anderson, the son of the enforcer, Arn Anderson, who joined in ringside. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Move past the. Jabber-jabber. Brock Anderson would use a double leg, not wasting any time, and took down Malachi Black. Black caught Brock with a knee strike, though, right under the jaw. Black grabbed Brock by the hair and showed off uh, Brock like a carcass in front of Arne Anderson. Uh, Brock was bleeding from his forehead. Malachi used an exploder suplex on Brock and followed with a roundhouse kick. Black pinned Brock decisively. That was quick. He told him before the match,
0: dude, that uh you know, he had he had two options. He could walk away with his dad or he was gonna he was gonna lay him out and uh well, he made good of that promise.
1: Right. Uh Arn entered the ring to check on his fallen son. Black jumped back into the ring with a steel chair. Anderson told him to drop the chair and they'd fight. Black dropped the chair and tried to kick Anderson Try to kick Arn's head. Arn would block the kick. Black followed up with a low blow on Arn Anderson, though. Uh, he would wallop Anderson with a roundhouse to the head. Lee Johnson and the Nightmare family ran down to the ring to check on Arn and Brock. Malachi left the ring and he had enough for the night.
0: Crazy. Taking shots at the Nightmare Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a good idea to be trying to take on the Nightmare family. Yeah, not good. Um,. But you know, Malachi Black is—he's uh, a different kind of breed here in AEW now. So uh, watch out, cause
1: he's—he's he's a bit crazy. Yeah, he's—he's um, kind of gone off the deep end since joining I kinda AEW. I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I, it's a lot better than what he was happening over there at uh, as an Alistair. Yeah. So, anyways, we won't discuss that because we'll be discussing them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, overall, a really good week. Um, AEW's got a lot of things going on. Like we said, we still got rumors coming for some more surprises down the road. Um, If you believe the photo that's been circling social medias, uh, we might be getting a family reunion soon. Oh, yes. Possibly. There's so many families in the AEW. Screw it. Let's let's add one more. Right? Might as well. And, of course, the American Dragon could be making his appearance next month. Oh, yes. So this is going to be very interesting, dude. I'm, I'm, we got I'm a
0: couple months this. of uh, more popping off right know. Right? And uh, this is where it's exciting because, you know, places got to watch out because uh, you've got competition
1: now. Yeah. And big competition. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And especially since somebody just also lost another big name to uh, a contract expiring and not signing. Though the chairman really wants to sign him back, but it sounds like he doesn't really want to go back. So they could be losing another name, and possibly to AEW. There you go. So we'll see what happens, but we got at least two more coming to AEW. Um, There's still a chance one of them... It's going to be after the September debut. Yeah, There's still talk that they, he's not a hundred percent to AEW. There's still slight chance that Impact could probably steal him. So I mean, technically, it still be on AEW still, at some point. It's, it's, yeah, because we know how well their their partnership is. So it's nothing new. The uh, Forbidden Door has been kicked wide open by the Khan family. So right. I mean, there's a forbidden door, and Tony Khan just looked at that and freaking missile drop kicked it open.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love what he's doing. I love that he's bringing it back for territorial purposes mm-hmm. um, and doing inter promotional things. I love that. I love that he's bringing wrestlers from the Indies in, mm-hmm. and he's he's doing it all, dude. He's showing what wrestling should be. Yep. So there you go.
1: You, it's better to look at yourselves, and not as competition, but a way to help each other. Yeah, A partnership. Oh, it yeah. shouldn't have been. A, should never have been a. I view you as my rival. No, it should have been. Hey, I like what you're doing. I want to promote you with my name because I think together. We can make this even better.
0: Yeah, and not only that, now he's doing that with other promotions. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's you know pricking some eyeballs up, and mm-hmm. people are seeing what's going on. And uh, the bigger promotion, the bigger fish in the sea, better watch out. Yep, because they might just become the smaller little fish.
1: Yeah, the uh, the shark may become extinct by the whale shark.
0: So we'll see what happens, man. I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, and they're also coming out with a video game. They they've got a mobile game coming. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and they've they've got action figures. They've got replica belts. They've got it all, dude. I mean, it's it's been proven they can. They can flourish. Mm -hmm. And you keep dropping your big talent. And they're going to keep picking it
1: up. And eventually you ain't going to have nobody. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, quit shoving the same people down their throats all the time.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we
1: will. Anyways. So, that does it for us for part one tonight. Be sure to tune in tomorrow when we recap SummerSlam. Oh, yes, baby. It was really good,
0: really good, really good. Until the end. Yes.
1: Yeah. F- fucked about. up. <laughs> ha. Huh. How do you do... We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs>
0: because I, I... This is going to go on a tangent tomorrow, night. Just so you know, guys. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, uh, like we said, uh, Monday, we're going to take Sunday off. We'll come back Monday with uh, baseball basketball talk. So that way, because back-to-back nights, we're... We're probably both going to need the rest on our vocals, so we're going to definitely move that to Monday, and then we'll probably go ahead and push Football Talk to Wednesday because we got football tomorrow, too, baby! Yes! Yes. Oh, yeah! College football kicks off! I'm so excited! Can you tell I'm excited?
0: Your face is red, so yeah.
1: Yes! All right! (laughs) So on that note, that does it for us here at Sports Talk, and as always... Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in big man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, big man. And that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.